When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So y'all can sit here and ask me all the questions y'all want to. I'm here so I won't get fined. Hello? You play to win the game. You don't play to just play it. That's the great thing about sports. You play to win. And I don't care if you don't have any wins. You go play to win. The second half, we sucked. We couldn't stop the run. Every time they got the ball and went down and got points, we got our ass totally kicked in the second half. That's what it boiled down to. It was a horse performance in the second half. Cannot play with them. Cannot win with them. Cannot coach with them. Can't do it. Then erroneous reports, people questioning my loyalty to him. That is absurd. Next question. Next question. Next question. Next question. Next question. Now, if you want to crown them, then crown their ass. But they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. You were two and seven, you'd be in a bad mood too. What is happening, guys? Welcome to the Dynasty War Zone, the People's Dynasty Podcast. On today's show, you know it, you love it. It is week two of the Dynasty Stock Report. Whose stock's going up? Whose stock's going down? I'll tell you whose stock's going up because he's back on the show with me. We've got the new schedule ironed out. He is my co-host. He is my boy. He is, in fact, the man of the hour and the man with the power. Jerry Sinclair, buddy, how you been? Good, man. I am absolutely fantastic. I am happy that we finally got to hammer this bad boy out. Um, and and we still get to watch football on our Sundays. So it's uh, it's even better for us, selfishly. Low-key win. I'll be, I'll be honest. It's, it's been a, a low-key win. Uh, it's, it's everybody. It's not just us as content creators or dynasty gamers. It's everybody. And in the fall... It's like I, I ran into a buddy of mine the other day. He's like, hey, how's baseball going? How's everything going? I was like, you know what? I lie to myself every weekend and say, this is the weekend that it's going to slow down. Mm-hmm. But I also look at it as, as I don't ever want it to slow down. I like it when life is moving. I love the game of Dynasty Fantasy Football. We are through two weeks. We've learned a lot. We're going to share with you what we've learned. Just a quick reminder, we're a two-channel show. So our boys, uh, the Dynasty War Games, Jesse and Austin and, and Chad, They've been killing it for us. Uh, Dallas will be back soon. He just bought a house, renovating a house. You're going to see Dallas in the show later this evening. He's got a, a future dynasty player that he'll be talking about uh, in our series of covering upcoming rookies, but two YouTube channels, two podcast channels, however you're consuming. If you're watching us live right now, Jerry wearing a Detroit Tigers baseball cap, me wearing a LSU Tigers cap, big cat night here on the, yep. the Dynasty Warzone podcast. So if you're watching on YouTube, please subscribe to the Dynasty Warzone YouTube channel. Uh, last time I asked, the the good people of the Player Profiler family definitely supported us, and we super appreciate it. And then if you're listening on the podcast channel, if you're listening on the Player Profiler feed, hit pause as long as you're not driving a car. Slide over and subscribe to the Dynasty Warzone feed because when we do bonus shows, we do other shows. You'll not miss any of that. One last shameless plug. 
uh, for the juice. That's my gambling podcast. Had a good week last week. Went three one and one on my pickums. The New York Giants tried to put me in the hospital for my survivor pick, but they they got there. Doesn't matter how you get there, that you, that you get there. And then the player props. I'm doing that live on the player profiler YouTube channel every Friday night. I just like to say around 10-ish. Sometimes we're a little early. Sometimes we're a little bit late. But uh, that one's a live stream. It's a podcast on Saturday. It's called The Juice. If you live in a state or municipality where sports betting is legal, and we don't just talk betting. We talk contests, betting contests, pick'ems, all that fun stuff. And it's just an extra podcast. It's on Saturday. You're getting those chores done before college football starts. You want to watch Dion. You want to watch Bama. You want to watch Texas. You, 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 you got to get that going, but there you go. Um, so just a quick ad word. Of course, we got to take care of our of our sponsors. They take care of us, so we got to take care of them. And we have a new one tonight. Let's hear a word from our friends at Mojo. This episode brought to you by Mojo. Mojo is that player stock market. We love Mojo because we like making lifetime bets on players. You run out the clock on these guys. Mojo just rolled out a brand new fantasy platform. That's right. So now you can build a portfolio of player props. Oh, Jamar Chase over 77.5. Oh, Kadarius Tony under 15.5. Whatever the under is on Kadarius Tony, doesn't matter. You can just stack up the props in your portfolio. And the beauty is, once the Sunday games kick off, it's not over. It's not over until it's over with Mojo because once those games kick off, you can then move in and out of positions. Let's say that you're well ahead of expectations. You can cash out. Let's say you're behind expectations. You're underwater. Well, you can double down. That's what makes Mojo so special, why they're different. Check it out. Go to the App Store. Get the Mojo app and use the promo code UNDERWORLD. The promo code UNDERWORLD. Gets you a 100% deposit match up to 100 bucks. So the promo code is UNDERWORLD, and they will match your deposit dollar for dollar. Go to Mojo, start building your portfolio, and then during the games, you can be a fantasy day trader. You got to admit the Podfather kills those reads. Just, he just I mean, that, that's that's a good product, though. I mean, it, if it, it really is. It, it really is a good product. You sound like you've used it. No, uh, I mean, it's just like it's Robin Hood, but instead of the stock market, it's for fantasy. So it's sort of I mean, if if it's anything like I am at Robin Hood, that bitch is going to be in the red for a long time. But I'm sure some of you other smarter folks that listen to Randy. Well, well there, there, there's a way that I, I've, I've thought this through when I found out Mojo was going to be a sponsor. I thought this through. How do we beat it? So here in a little bit, we're going to play a snippet from our boy Dallas. He's going to give us a guy that's in college, uh, got a tight end tonight. He's going to break this tight end down, and we can go to Mojo and see if he's there. I know college players are in there. I've seen people sharing like their Caleb Williams or Shador Sanders or whoever, so I know they're in there. So then you listen to the really smart Debbie guys like Ray Garvin, Nick Whalen, our boy Dallas. You start investing in some of these, these Debbie guys now, right? Then next offseason, the, the, the really high-stakes best ballers, Theo Griminger, Dan Williamson, Billy Muzio, you follow those guys, and they're predicting the future of the guys who are going to have good you know, seasons. These guys that play super high stakes best ball in the winter, like late February, early March, when those guys are right, and they're right more often than they're wrong, if they say, hey, you know, in 2024, I'm investing in whomever to bounce back or to, to break out, 
If you buy them, then their price should be low. It stands to reason their price is low. It goes up. So that's how you can relate your content to Mojo. You heard the man. The promo code is Underworld. Normally, I don't belabor the point on the sponsors, but this one's a really neat one, and I, I definitely recommend you check it out. So, Jerry, one, one spot that's never going to go away on the Dynasty Warzone, never, ever, never, ever, never, ever going to go away is, is good people, bad tweets. And I've got one. It's actually a good people, good tweet who tweeted a bad article. And the article was from Fantasy Pros, and it was about B. John Robinson. Okay. And it says, Robinson has to deal with Smith's, referring to Arthur Smith's, infatuation for Tyler Algier and his idiotic deployment of every skill player in this offense. Now, I, I, I kind of helped blow up Aaron's tweet over the, the weekend. It was one of my more viral tweets. I, I'll just tell you this. You know, it's like the old fable of the scorpion and the frog. You know, the scorpion helps the frog across the street and then sets the frog down, and then he stabs him and kills him. And as the frog's dying, he looks up and he's like, why would you do that? And he's like, well, I'm a scorpion. And this is the same thing with Arthur Smith. As a fantasy analyst, you don't get to call a coach, a winning coach, by the way. By the way, Arthur Smith, 16 and 20 as a head coach, never had a stable quarterback. Never had a stable quarterback. He's worked through end of the line Matt Ryan. They tried Marcus Mariota into Desmond Ritter. Into Desmond Ritter, he's 16 and 20 as a professional head coach and all of the, and, and this is what drives me crazy about analysts. This is why this made this up. A it's fantasy pros, which what does not surprise me. Horrible, horrible. But to call him an idiot, you don't get to get mad at Arthur Smith. He told you last year who he was. And then you spent all summer, all off season, putting all these predictions together. Oh, it's going to be Kyle Pitts season and it's like drink London season and Bijan to the moon. And, and then all of a sudden Arthur Smith is exactly who he told you he was. And now you're mad. He's an idiot? I don't think so. That isn't how it works because his coaching style, which hasn't changed, doesn't fit your fantasy narrative, which you tried to change. This is why some analysts are terrible. They're good people, but that's the whole point of good people, bad tweets. This is a bad take, Jerry. They just live the proverbial way. They just live in a world where they want it to be easy. And they want to be able to spew rainbows and unicorns all the time. The problem is this game is tough. It really is. It does not make it easy on you. Just look at the running back position in 2023. Where's the workhorse, Randy? Where's, where's the guy on a team that gets 80% of the touches? This is not 2005 anymore. It's not 2015 anymore. Like this, it, it just doesn't exist. There's always going to be somebody. I mean, we're going to talk about Jerome Ford too. We're going to, I mean, it, this is B. John Robinson, right? They took him as a top 10 pick. He's an elite prospect. He, he was going to be the savior. He's not going to get all of the touches. There's always going to be someone else. And Tyler Algier was, I mean, effective enough. Respectable. I mean, you don't, you don't want Bijan to die. Well, the, 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 if you took him in the top 10, you want the man to play for an extended amount of time. The pod father, the pod father coined this term a couple of years ago. I heard it before we ever started simulcasting on player profilers channel. He called it a meat shield. Tyler Algier is the meat shield. So Bijan Robinson doesn't go the way of other running backs who gets hurt. They're going to run the ball a lot. They're going to play defense. They're going to run the ball. And that's going to include Tyler Algier. 
it's it, it is what it is. Who who do you think was the person who really made Derrick Henry relevant? Not that Derrick Henry wasn't good, but I forget. I think it was Malarkey. Mike Malarkey was the head coach and the play caller before Arthur Smith. He didn't use Derrick Henry efficiently. He didn't use him well. This is who Arthur Smith is. It's who he was as an offensive coordinator. This is who he is as a head coach. And for you to call him an idiot because he doesn't support your narrative, you're 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 a butthead. You're just a a, a flat out butthead. Such, such it, an it, underrated diss on somebody. It, it is. You're dusty. That's another good diss. But so I will just leave this on this. If you you can't see that this is who Arthur Smith is, you're lying to yourself. Right. As a fantasy and a dynasty analyst, if you can't see this is who Arthur Smith is, you're lying to your consumer. You are lying to them. This is who Arthur Smith is. Listen to him. So that is good people, bad tweets. I don't have Dana White, but I do have one because this one had me fired up a little bit. I got a different sound drop tonight. I'm hurt and I'm old and I'm fucking tired and I work with fucking children. That's how I feel sometimes with, with, with good people, bad tweets. So what we're going to do is I'm going to take a minute. I'm all over Klimp, and I'm going to take a minute and I'm going to calm myself down. Now, you mentioned Jerome Ford. You mentioned uh, the, that, that ties to the whole Cleveland situation. Now, luckily, one of our best friends and a content creator, creator for us at the Dynasty War Zone, Dr. Kyle Bowser. Now, Kyle, board-certified doctor of physical therapy. He was actually posting stuff the other day of his time working with former MLB pitcher Matt Harvey. Um, he's always asked me never to mention the NFL players that he works with, so it's fine. He works in New York City. It's not Aaron Rodgers. But uh, we're going to hear a word from Dr. Kyle, and uh, I'm going to take a break for a second. Sorry for the delay, viewers and listeners alike. Uh, Memphis texted me Monday night when it all went down. We had a little back and forth. I told him I'd get him a bit of video for him uh, yesterday. And every time I thought about doing it, it just didn't feel right. That's not to say that anybody that was on top of getting information out right away was in the wrong, but just wasn't my style. Folks, let's pour one out for Nick Chubb. And the reason I say that is in all of Twitter and fantasy football analysis and really the world. Yeah, I'm gonna make this way bigger than I need to. I feel like Nick Chubb was the running back that we all agreed on. Uh, and it just, I think it, it, it feels that much worse for that reason. Again, and all these players, you know, this is their livelihood. This is what they were meant to do. They're doing what they were born to do. These are, these are just mutant human beings uh, and the injury bug got the best of them this week. Um, that being said, you know, let's all pour one out for Nick Chubb. Um, unfortunately for me, I am going to be completely out in Dynasty. Obviously redraft, that's, you know, don't even bother throwing him on the IR. That's a waste of an IR spot. You're better off still stashing the, the JTs, the Kyler Murrays, uh, the Deontay Johnsons. Uh, but given the severity of this injury and his history, the length of his career, his age, I would be very surprised if uh, if he has a, an AP or Brees Hall-like comeback. Um, unfortunately, and, and I'm an FFPC user, uh, even, even tougher there because at some point, you know, right now we're limited to 20 roster spots two or three IR pretty quickly that 16, 16 uh, roster cut down come. So if you can get anything, 
or package them in a deal. I, I made a Triflex deal this week already. Um, I sent Jordan Love, Nick Chubb, and a second as a contender for Dak. That's more of a, uh, a sell high on Love and a buy low on Dak. In my opinion, probably somebody's gonna say that's a bad trade, but whatever, I'm doing me. Um, but again, the advice here on Chubb is if you can get a second in return, if you can buy low on somebody else, if you can get a one-year rental, um, that you veteran veteran receiver or running back or maybe one of these rookies who we liked a month and a half ago, like a Kendra Miller or Zach Charbonnet, um, that's where I'd be going with it. But again, guys, this is not the end of the world, but it might feel like that for someone like Nick Chubb. Uh, quick aside, I forget who posted it, but if you are interested in feeling like you're supporting him more uh, as a human than as uh, a fantasy football participant, um, I believe he's a bit of a philanthropist and has uh, uh, some sort of GoFundMe out there for preventing SIDS, sudden infant death syndrome. I got a kid on the way. I'm going to find that website ASAP and support that. Um, I think I skipped over what the injury is, but we, we all see saw his knee bend the way it shouldn't. We're looking at multiple ligaments, meniscus. I think we already know he avoided nerve and or blood vessel. Those are the, the real uh, immediate, urgent, scary issues. But again, it, it is what it is, it's, it's rough. But uh, we'll all get through and, and hopefully Nick Chubb does and hopefully he proves me wrong someday. But if he doesn't, I'm gonna be ahead of the game. There you go. That's our uh, that's our buddy, Dr. Kyle Bowser, uh, a fantasy gamer. I mean, he plays in the 1500s, the 750s, the FFPC, and he, he even mentioned a trade. And we're going to talk trades here in just a second, Jerry. But what uh, what are your thoughts on Nick Chubb? And then you can throw in your thoughts on Jerome Ford and Kareem Hunt. I mean, he's done. It's like I said, it is what it is. You you saw the man's knee look like a question mark. We saw it again at Georgia. He's 20-whatever years old, 27. Sorry. Like, it, it, I, I'll take – I'm sending him for whatever I can. I'm just going to throw him into a trade to make a trade look a little bit better. I'm going to send something, someone of equal value, and I'm going to just give them Nick Chubb for free just so I can get the player that I want. Yeah, I, I had the good fortune of no good, good fortune for me, bad fortune for Nick Chubb. I was actually in the middle of recording with the Dynasty Trade Calculator guys, and I was really just hoping it was a really bad hyperextension because I I couldn't see the reviews. I was watching it, you know, the little game cast that you can watch on your phone. Mm -hmm. um, I was watching it that way because I was again I was recording a podcast, so I was I was hoping for the best, but I, I think it's over now. I will say it this: wasn't the best. He, he being Nick Chubb, he knows how to do this because he's done it before. So maybe. Now, if, if you look back in 2025 and Nick Chubb has one last RB1 season overall because he's a freak, a mutant, like Kyle said, I wouldn't be surprised. But I also agree with him is that if you can get out from under him in a dynasty, do it. As far as Jerome Ford and Kareem Hunt, TBD. I think if I had to play one immediately this weekend, I'm clearly going to be playing, you know, I'm going to be playing Jerome Ford. Okay. But I do think Kareem Hunt, like in the offseason, I was hoping they were going to give Demetric Felton that pass catcher type role. And I think they really need a pass catching presence in the backfield because they haven't had that 
And I think that would help Deshaun Watson. So I would not be surprised if by maybe week four or five that Kareem Hunt is more involved once he gets his his legs under him. Um, I I am actually selling if I could get rid of Jerome Ford for a second. Hundred percent. I'd even throw in like a future third to get that second. I mean, we've oh, talked so true. We've talked it at length this off season and then the in season that this twenty four class is so good that that second could be a running back replacement. Here's because, here's the situation where I wouldn't. Um, it, it just in a vacuum, I'm gonna do it. There's your narrative. Um, but if I have JT, right? Because I don't know what the fuck JT is gonna do. Like it, it, like it seems like he's probably going to play, and he probably should play. But I'm a little scared still. I, I'm going to hold a little bit. I don't know exactly what's going on with Austin Eckler because it seems like he's still missing practices, and I need a running back. And if I've got players, you know, I was wrong on a couple guys, Randy. Believe it or not, the 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 unpopular running backs they were unpopular for a reason, and I have eaten a little bit of crow on it. If I've got Najee Harris, if I've got Miles Sanders. I'm probably just going to hold on to Jerome Ford because I would rather have two $5 scratch-offs than one $5 scratch-off. And that future second, if I think I can win, I'm 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 going to hold. But in, in general, yes, I agree with you. I'm flipping Jerome Ford because I don't think he is a long-term asset that's going to be reliable. Yep, I agree. And that is what I like to call inside the medical tent with Dr. Kyle. Um, I thought, I thought Dr. Kyle was off the hook. We had gotten all the way through the weekend, no major injuries. I didn't really have a major inside the, the medical tent. Cause I'm not going to ask a guy who's as busy as he is. He mentioned, he's got a child on the way, you know, he's, he's a doctor. He's busy. Clearly you know, been in the gym a lot too. Those pecs were looking look, great. Look, look, you know, b- bigger pecs, bigger paychecks, by the way. And, and I, I, I didn't like asking him, but I thought Nick Chubb was again, back to back, huge injuries. And I wanted his dynasty spin because, again, he's one of us. He's a high-stakes player. And uh, as you can tell, he's as bummed as we are. But let's let's make some stock up, stock down, and we can tie the other bit of news from the week into this because we're going to go five games. We're going to take a break. We're going to go six games, and we'll take a break. Uh, let's go around the, around the week that was. We'll start with Thursday night. The Vikings were at the Eagles. For me, stock down Alexander Madison. And that was, and I wrote this show sheet before the trade went down. I actually had a personal trade in my inbox that I was considering. And I coach a, a 16U travel baseball team. And the guys were like, hey, the Rams traded Cam Akers to the, the Vikings. I was like, they did what? They were like, yeah. They, 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 and I was like, is it Adam Schefter? Verified Adam Schefter. They were like, yes. It was, so, I wasn't impressed the way that he played. I wasn't impressed with his usage. I don't really want either one of them. If this gives you a sell window on Cam Akers, go with it. Um, He's been fine. He's looked okay. But for me, this is big stock down on Alexander Madison, who I was down on before the trade. Uh, What about you, Jerry? Who's your stock up, stock down from this game? Uh, I Honestly, it would have been Alexander Madison, probably regardless. But I think mine is going to be... I think mine's going to be stock up Jordan Addison, though, because I expected Justin Jefferson to be sort of in the way. Wrong about that one, too. He The dude has looked extremely good. But yes, I'm I'm with you on Alexander Madison. Also, Cam Akers still for the third straight year does nothing for me. Uh, 
You know, I I, I don't want to pick on you, but I, I kind of told you show on Jordan Addison in the offseason. You did. It wasn't about the talent. It was about the situation. And, and, and you and see this. The thing, they, they don't Justin run Jefferson, the ball. No, Justin Jefferson's still eating like a maniac. But Addison's there, and Addison's the one catching the touchdowns right now. So if that's going to be the case, suck on that, Jerry. Suck on that, Jerry, indeed. Let's go to my Colts. Uh, one o'clock Sunday, the Colts went to the Texans. For me, it's stock up Jonathan Taylor. And you might be like, what? Sorry. I, I, I saw what this running game looked like for Zach Moss. And Zach Moss is going to you know, get you through. The best part for Jonathan Taylor is that he's going to be motivated. He knows that Teams don't really pay running backs. And, you know, I, I think this time away from the team has given him some soul searching. I think he's going to come back. And what I saw with this offense, with Zach Moss, especially when Anthony Richardson was in the game, this offense is going to be dynamic. And the more Richardson runs, the less that teams can key in on Jonathan Taylor. I was super bullish on him in the offseason. He was one of my hot takes. I thought he would go for 2,000 yards this year. I think I might have been right given what I've seen. So for me, even though he didn't play, this is a stock up for Jonathan Taylor. And I think, you know, we always look for these quote-unquote league winners. If you can get him cheap, like in in a redraft league, like right now because he's still on someone's bench, now's a great time. Zach Moss told us everything that we needed to see out of Jonathan Taylor. Big stock up for me, Jerry. I, uh, I traded for him before the season started. Uh, I traded Miles Sanders and Elvin Kamara for him, knowing the suspension was coming. And so far, that looks okay. Uh, I think mine is going to be stock up on Stroud. You know, the 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 shine had worn off after rookie season, and then we got to week one, and it was absolutely hideous. Bro looks pretty good. Good completion percentage, got a lot of yards, found Nico Collins a bunch. You know, I, I was ready to cast this guy off to being Mitchell Trubisky, and it seems like he might not be. So, I mean, I need to see more added to the portfolio, the mojo portfolio, if you will. But good good enough for me to, you know, raise my eyebrows at least. You know, I, I wanted to pick him myself. It was funny, friend of the show. We need to get him back on this year during rookie season. Speaking of guys who could help you do well on mojo, Shane P. Hallam. Fake pigskin, bunch of other spots. I mean, this guy has done like seven round NFL mock drafts to like 25. He's got like snippets on like freshman in high school football standpoint, nothing weird. And, and he's a great follower, but he tweeted the other day that it took CJ Stroud two games to have a 300 yard, pa- 300 yard passing game. Justin Fields has yet to do that in the NFL, and he's got like 27 starts. I thought that was uh, kind of funny because we're going to talk about Mr. Fields here in just a, just a short bit, Jerry. But uh, we're going to go to the next game. The uh, the Green Bay Packers, I don't know why I'm drawing a blank here with, with the old Green Bay Packers. They went to Hotlanta and, and they played uh, the – what's the team there that goes uh, – the Falcons. Jesus, Jerry, you you're not helping That's me That's right. You're having a stroke. My bad. I, I, I am. I, I'm, I'm having – I'm, I'm trying to multitask is really what it is, but – Jaden Reed, that's my stock up guy. Big Jaden Reed game. And and I can't wait to see what this offense looks like when Christian Watson gets back and healthy. We have not seen Green Bay all the way healthy to date. And I know he was your classmate at Michigan State. I, I think he may take the wide receiver one chair in this group and may never give it back. So for me, I got a little tongue-tied there. But my guy, Jaden Reed. 
I don't think that's impossible. I want to see what it looks like when Christian Watson's there first. Uh, mine's going to be stocked down, guys, on just the Falcons pass catchers as a whole. There is not a single person that's playing this game that is confident if you have Drake London, and there's not a single person that's confident if you have Kyle Pitts because it has been absolutely putrid. Honestly, I mean, like, period. like, like, like period. we had, we had, we had Kyle Pitts as. He's tight end one immediately as he comes out, and Bros had three touchdowns in like thirty games. I just, it, I, I'm not, I'm not saying there. he's not talented. I'm not saying, but that's, that's not how this game is played. All right, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna get a Homer moment out of you. <laughs> Screw who do you want? Game. Who do you want as the tight end on your tight end premium league? Do you want Sam Laporta, Kyle Sam, Pitts? Sam, 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 Sam. Okay. One of them, one uh, of them catches balls consistently. Or at least Luke, they get Luke Musgrave. Oh, I'll or take Kyle Pitt. Pitts. I'll take. All right, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm just seeing where, where your loyalty's at. Sam Laporta has looked great, and I was, I was a little skeptical, but Bro's been good. All right, so you, you would, you would go Laporta, not Musgrave. Write no. that down. All right, let's stay with Detroit. Let's stay with Detroit. Seahawks went to the Lions. My stock up guy is Kenneth Walker the third. You missed your window. You missed the window. You had the window. The window's closed. The window's closed. I think my my build philosophy going forward is going to be hero RB in Dynasty. Give me a Kenneth Walker. Give me a, a Jonathan Taylor. Give me a Brees Hall. Give me a Bijan. Let me build around those guys and then plug in all these other little ancillary RB2 types. You missed your window. Big stock up on Kenneth, Kenneth Walker. As long as he stays healthy, two weeks in a row, not only is he getting the majority of the touches, he's getting a big majority of the touches. So big stock up for me on Kenneth Walker. If you bought cheap in the offseason, congratulations. Jerry? Charbonnet also just hasn't looked that great. I mean... Well, it's, it's, did, did, did you know it's because he's Zach Charbonnet? I mean, I did. I could have told you that. That, that, uh, does, I, that does hinder you from being good. I'm sorry. Keep uh, going. You're, I, you're no, we, we could have gone Gino because he, he looked really great. He absolutely destroyed the lions now maybe the secondary is bad and we have lots of things to worry about but bro looked good and he was clutch when he needed to be kenneth walker is a good one i already mentioned sam laporta i think i would just double down on kenny because i was i was i was sort of worried and the efficiency worries me a little bit but he's just better than zach charbonnet so even if he is inefficient he's gonna get the carries and eventually he's gonna hit one of these home runs because he's a lightning bolt and then everyone's going to forget about it. So I can dig that one. I'll do, I'll double down that one with you. All right. Well, this this next game, I'm going to let you go first because this one's the Bears. <laughs> I, I am looking at, at the at, sheet. At, I at, know your at name. Tampa Bay. I held off last week. Bears at Tampa Bay. Jerry, stock up, stock down. Somebody. I'm going to say Mike Evans, stock up because he just doesn't die. He's like Frank Gore, and everybody was ready to cast this man off to to the ends of the world because he was getting old and he was barely cracking a thousand. And I think he's wide receiver two right now. Or there were maybe maybe three because he, of he's definitely all the, the reception. Yeah. Like I mean, he's been really good and Baker's just been peppering him and he's been still able to hit the home runs. He, he's gonna he's gonna be around for another five years. Like Mike Evans ain't going anywhere. I don't care if it's Baker. I don't care if it's you. It doesn't matter. He made Johnny Manziel win a Heisman. I mean, this guy can make quarterbacks look good. All Randy. right. All right. Well, I, I got to get in. I, I, first of all, I like the Mike Evans call. I, I, Mike Evans is a reminder 
of how you can build around. You can do a startup with a dynasty wide receiver as your guy. Because if you'd have done a startup in like 2015, 2016, 2017, and you started with Mike Evans, he's never disappointed you. Always giving you a 1,000 yards, always putting up touchdowns. Mike Evans is a solid call. And just a reminder is that's probably the reason. But, but go back to the running backs from 2016, 2017. Dust. They're all dead. A, a, a lot of dust. And then here's Mike Evans just, just plugging right along. There are exceptions. Derrick Henry's still doing okay. Christian McCaffrey, of course. But by and large, Mike Evans keeps on ticking. The rest of these guys are gone. I mean, come on. It's Justin Fields for me. Stock down. I mean, here's the thing, guys, and, and I know my bold take, and I'm sticking by my goal, my bold take. This Bears team is going to win four or five games, and this is this was my final bold take as as we wrapped up our hot take show. I said Justin Fields would not be a Bear in 2024, and I'm right. I'm a hundred percent right because Ryan Poles and Matt Eberflus are going to scapegoat this guy out of town. They're going to say, we didn't draft him. We didn't trade for him. We gave him a chance. We tried. And they're going to have probably two five to top uh, two top five to two top eight picks. They're going to have theirs, and they're going to have Carolinas. And they're going to be able to explore the, the Drake May, the Michael Penix Jr., Quinn Ewers, whomever, Shador Sanders, whomever. Maybe they could use two of those picks, and they could go up and – get the number one overall pick if they don't get it two years in a row. And this is not me victory lapping on, on Justin Fields. I didn't do it last week and, and I don't, I, I don't feel right because well, it, not, not really who I'm victory lapping on is, is the people who just won't listen. They just won't listen. And you know what? I'm guilty. I used to be this person. I didn't want to listen when I didn't want to realize Sam Darnold was a bust. I didn't want to listen when I was told Carson Wentz was a bust. Nobody wanted to listen to me when I said Baker Mayfield was a bust. Guys, we're not four games into this guy's career. He's 5-22 and 22 as a starter. 5-22. and 22. He's never had a 300-yard passing game. He's got 25 career touchdowns and 24 career interceptions. He's been sacked 101 times. We saw the video clips, and just like just like with Baker Mayfield, I got so much of a beatdown. Oh, you don't know what you're talking, guys. The, the evidence, the evidence is irrefutable. So here's what I'm going to end it, and then we're going to get a quick word from our boy Dallas. See, I'm not a monster. I'm just ahead of the curve. Just ahead of the curve. I'm just ahead of the curve on Justin Fields. All right, now. This is our boy, Dallas. Dallas does the rookie rundown for us. You can find that on the Dynasty Warzone podcast and YouTube channel. He has been on a bit of a hiatus. He has bought a home and had to flip it and get it ready to, to uh, inhabit. And he's getting ready to go on a vacation. So full-length shows coming out soon. But until then, here's Dallas with a little word on a tight end for us. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the Prospect Premonition. As always, I'm your host, Dallas. You can find me on all social medias at Salad Galore. That is Dallas spelled backwards with the double L, Galore. And guys, it's great to be back here with you to talk some prospects of the future. As always, on Prospect Premonition, I look into my crystal ball, and I find the nitty-gritty details for some under-the-radar players that you may not have heard yet that will be destined to be in your dynasty lineups in years to come. 
And today is a fun little nugget from me. Being from Kansas State University, my alma mater, uh, it is always exciting when I get to talk about a prospect. And there is a tight end by the name of Ben Sent that I have seen in my crystal ball being a success at the next level, fitting a mold that is ideal and needed both in dynasty leagues and on actual NFL rosters. <clears throat> now, Mr. Ben Sennett, out of the Kansas State University, comes in at a solid and respectable six foot four and a half, 245 pounds, average, solid size. He is thick, and he moves people off the ball. His blocking is one of the best aspects of him, and I know what you're saying. Dallas, you're coming at me with a fantasy slash dynasty tight end that you said blocking first. Well, he's physical as hell, guys, and that's great. But that's not the best part of his game. He is constantly used in a creative halfback, splitback role at the tight end position. He is a true move tight end, and he is constantly getting involved downfield. He is K-State's security blanket on passing downs. Um, ever since they lost a couple of players, i.e. Deuce Vaughn and Malik Knowles last year, um, they've been looking to kind of fill the role a little bit, um, specifically in the red zone. And a guy like Ben Sennett is who's been doing it for him. Through three games currently, he is totaling three touchdowns. Um, he He's just been really, really consistent. He has a game of 100 yards, a game of 78 yards. Um, I mean, his average per play reception right now on the season is over 16, which is better than like half of FBS wide receivers. Um, and, and the thing with Sinnott is his hands are just extremely smooth. And he's what I classify as a zone eater. He will destroy you if you're playing zone defense against him. Um, you have to press jam him. As of right now, his biggest deficiency is his ability to be press jammed. And he kind of plays patty cake a little bit too long, which is surprising because a lot of the times he's getting press jammed at the line. It's by DBs that I know for a fact he can toss around like it's his job. Um, he, he runs really smooth routes, um, an eight feel, like I said, for where the DBs are, creating separation in zone. And as long as he's not being man pressed, he's very, very solid. Um, he's just got soft, reliable hands. His cut in and out of breaks is super sharp. Um, if you haven't seen him, I strongly suggest taking a gander at his game. Um, as of right now, there's not a lot of holes in this game. He's been a consistent producer. Granted, it has been at the Big 12 level, but he's a guy that over the last two years has really stepped in to be a versatile tight end. Um, he's got the frame to work with it. A lot of the pundits out there that have dove into his tape will tell you probably the biggest question mark that we have is his long speed. But this year, he looks a lot faster than he did in prior years. Um, I think that was kind of a concerted effort on his part to go in. And if he kind of bucks the trend of Kansas State stud players of staying all four years, I strongly expect him to come out in this coming year's class. Um, he had dropped issues his freshman year, hasn't been an issue since, has been pretty much the only thing on offense outside of the run game for Kansas State this year that has been good. And if you want some good tape, go and watch him versus Mizzou. It was a loss this past weekend, but let me tell you, he looked electric. 
Um, he's just a really fun player, and he's a guy that's very much under the radar at the tight end position right now. I expect a lot of continued success this year from him as they try and basically grasp for straws on this offense um, and just pay attention to him in and out of line. Um, he runs a lot of routes from the slot, but he is an inline tight end that they move out on motion constantly. Um, those are the type of things that you want to look for for a tight end, specifically guys that you are taking shots on. And Benson is my guy this year, along with another guy. Um, technically, a guy in North Carolina is my true tight end man's this year, but we'll get to him at a later date after he blows up. Um, but Sinnott is a guy that I expect to kind of sneak in there and surprise come draft time next year that a lot of people aren't paying attention to due to logo scouting. So again, his name is Ben Sinnott, University of Kansas State, i.e. Kansas State University, tight end, big boy, great mover, zone eater. If you have not looked at him yet, I strongly recommend doing it. The fates have decided it. The crystal ball has decided it. He is destined for success at the next level. You got to take a look at this prospect if you haven't done so yet. I will be on a slight hiatus. Um, I should have an episode for you all next week. But I'm going on my Italy trip. So deuces. Until next time, I will talk to you later. All right, our man Dallas, Ben Sinat. The last name is spelled S-I-N-N-O-T-T. Looking for someone on Mojo. Throw a couple of bucks. He's already had two five-reception games, 78-yarder, 100-yarder, two tutties. It's not bad, Jerry. Yeah, Dallas really missed an opportunity to say chow there. You're going to Italy, bro. You got a you got a chow. Oh man, he did. He fumbled the chow bag. But uh, I, I want to get into some more stock up, stock down. Cool. Chiefs went to the Jags. For me, it's stock yeah. down. Travis Kelsey. No and, kidding. And, 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 well, I mean, I mean, all good things come to an end. He's been so good for so long. It's like we forget that he's been in the league eleven years, and he's thirty three years old. He'll be thirty four next month in about two weeks as we as we record the show. And when the legs start to go, the leg injuries start to hit. Unless you you, you truly believe that that you're contending, I'm moving him because I, I don't think I think this will my prediction, bold prediction. This is the last year you'll be able to get a first plus for Travis Kelsey. Uh, I'm not saying he's going to fall off a cliff. I think he'll push it as long as he can. We've seen his brother do that, but at some point, you know. Father time's undefeated. That's going to know it's cliche, but like I said, he'll be 34 soon. He's, I think he's technically a year younger than Gronk, and he's played all these games. I, I, he didn't look great last week. Now, in fairness, he didn't have much of a camp. He was coming off the injury. I, I get it, but you know how fickle dynasty gamers are, especially when it's not point scoring season. I'm just trying to be ahead of the curve. I think I'm stocked down on Travis Kelsey, and I'm starting to move the shares. I think that's probably fair. The The only issue would be is that most people that have him are in that absolute championship contending window. Because if you have him and you're not in that situation. What if situation, you have like a Laporta? Are, are you willing to risk it? Or are you going to like try to dump him at the furnace, the, the first, the earliest signs I, of. Uh, I think I'm, I think I, I'm probably just holding both, honestly. And if I, if I catch an L and I don't gain the value on Kelsey, then that's fine too. But it, I mean, Laporta, we'll by the way, tight end eight on. On the season yeah. right now. Good sir. Uh, I don't really have anybody for this game. I feel like everybody is sort of what I expected. And I lied. He was tied in eight last week. He's uh, he's far below that on the season. All right. So no one else. You can't force it. 
Ravens at Bengals. My guy, Lamar Jackson. Never been a big Lamar Jackson guy, but you know what? I like what I saw. And I saw what I saw, and he's running again. This is what I thought would happen. That new contract has the injury guarantee in there. I I don't want to go as far as, as to say vintage 2019 Lamar, but he looked the most Lamar that Lamar's looked since Lamar did Lamar things in 2019. Stock up for me, Lamar Jackson. What about you in this game, Jer? I mean, it sort of has to do with Lamar Jackson, too, but it's Zay Flowers. You talk about a low-passing offense. I mean, hell, if Lamar Jackson's going to take that step and Zay Flowers is the one that's getting it, I mean, bros look good. Bros made me look bad. I, I, I That might be the MO of this show. People that make Jerry look stupid. It's usually pretty easy to do. That Week two was absolutely the week they did it. I will say this: Zay Flowers has not exploded yet. No, so there's there's still time. Now you're going to pay a you're going to pay a fair price. You're going to pay a fair price for Zay Flowers. The best is yet to come in this offense. He's, I don't want to say he's the final wide receiver one of Lamar's career because Lamar's only been in the league I think what six years now, something like that. 2018 I think was his rookie year if I remember correctly. Didn't play a bunch. Blew up in 2019. I'm pretty sure I'm right. I feel like I'm right. But it's not too late. It's not too late to go get Zay Flowers. Even if you got to pay market, you're not overpaying. The Las Vegas Raiders went to Orchard Park and got the break speed off of them by the Buffalo Bills. And a guy that also is going to make Jerry look dumb that I'm a big fan of, James Cook. Uh, 17 attempts, 123 yards. Here's what I really like about James Cook that no one's really talking enough about. He's had four catches two weeks in a, in a row against a good defense and a loss against the Jets and in an absolute blowout against the Raiders. He's been four for 20, I'm sorry, four for 17, four for 36. You got to love those bonus, you know, five to eight points every week and good offense. Couldn't be happier with what James Cook's doing right now. Oh, James Cook ain't going to make me look dumb. I'm going to agree with you. That dude's been an absolute dog. Uh, Hell, we were we were talking and getting so much lack, flack, lack, Jesus, Jerry, because we were taking him 106, 107 in rookie drafts a couple of years ago. Uh, it's looking like that's working out pretty well. So I, I, I like to see where this is going. He is getting tons of pass catches. It's makes my nipples tingle a little bit, Randy. This next one, though. This, oh, next the, 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 this next one, we're, I all, only, we're all victory lapping on this one. Oh, Continue. I, 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 I only wish we had the pod father with us because I was on the boat. I'll be honest. I jumped on the anti Quentin Johnston. Okay. I'm sorry. I didn't set it up. Chargers at Titans stock down Quentin Johnston. Yes. This is easy. This is easy. I mean, we, we said it. I mean, I, I said it all off season. The first time I said it was with former co-host of the show, John Sheps. He came on. I said, I do not like big wide receivers that play small. The pod father talked about his butter fingers. He's just not it. And not like they haven't been throwing the ball. They've been throwing the ball a ton. And he's being outproduced, obviously, by Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. But he's similar statistics to Josh Palmer and then Gerald Everett. Is he like the sixth option when Austin Eckler comes back? I don't just 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 not good. Just not good. My stock down, Quentin Johnston. Jerry, do you have another from this game? No, absolutely. Next game. Next game. Uh, one that, that I like quite a bit, Jets at the Cowboys. Jake Turd Ferguson. 
Now, we didn't know if it was going to be Luke Schoonemaker. We didn't know if it was going to be Turd Ferguson. We didn't know who the tight end was going to be. I was like, let me ask you a question real quick, Jerry. Have you heard a bunch from Dalton Schultz since he's been in Houston? Exactly. So, But it may not be a Dalton Schultz thing. It might be a whoever is the tight end in this offense thing. Because to me, from what it looks like in the in the games that I've watched, Dak has eyes for C.D. Lamb. So much for last week being slightly concerned about C.D. Lamb. 11 catches later, but maybe it wasn't a Dalton Schultz thing. Maybe it's just whoever's wearing the, 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 the tight end one helmet for the Dallas Cowboys. Absolutely love what I've seen from Jake Turd Ferguson. What about you in this game? Stock up, stock down? Uh, I like that one too. Uh, and you said we didn't know if it was going to be Luke or Jake. Uh, I believe a few months ago I said I would eat a flip flop if Luke Schoonmaker ever ended up being dynasty relevant. And it looks like I will not have to eat that flip flop. Uh, I think I'm going to say a little bit of a spicy one and it's only a short term spicy take, but it's Garrett Wilson. I know he made an unbelievable catch. I just don't think Zach Wilson is just going to be able to do what you want him to do. So if you can get something comparable and you can sell a shitload and get a comparable wide receiver plus a little bit of value, I think I would do it in the short term. Yeah, I don't disagree. And I guess there's rumors, and I've not heard this on Twitter, but my my favorite gambling podcast and gambling personalities are RJ Bell and Steve Fezzik, and they, they were doing a show, and they were talking about that there's potential that Kirk Cousins, who we know is not going to be back in Minnesota, you know, if they lose this weekend, they think there's a real chance that Kirk Cousins could be on the move. Makes sense, especially if in Minnesota you have no intention of re-signing him. So they they did this futures parlay, you know, knowing it's a long shot to hit, but that's why it pays so well. They they were talking about betting Minnesota to finish last in the NFC North and the Jets to finish first in the AFC East as like a parlay, you know, parlay those two events together. And I was like, you know, you know, I don't hate it. Let's, I mean, I, I I would hate it for my Justin Jefferson shares, but it, I mean, oh it yeah, yeah, uh, absolutely, absolutely, because because that's like I said, that's part of the reason why I was up on Jordan Addison. Kirk Cousins is an above average NFL thrower Correct. of the football. He's just not so talented that he can carry that franchise to the finish line. So that's where the issue is for Captain Kirk. But we'll we'll, we'll dive into that as it comes. Let's go with uh, the first of the four o'clock games. The Washington Commandos went to Denver and beat the Broncos at home. And for me, I don't think we thought it was going to be this guy, but Brian Robinson. I did. Got to be stock up. He's had 19 rush attempts. He's had 18 rush attempts. And here's the thing. He caught a touchdown pass. And then this past week, he caught two for 42 yards. He's adding into his ground game with a little something, something in the passing game. I could not have been more wrong, and I'm very happy to see a young man doing big things. So uh, i got to say Brian Robinson's my stock up here, Jer. You have I mean, anything to add? That's a good one for sure. Uh, Marvin Mims. I mean, we are Another we are Dynasty at, War Zone victory lap. That was my guy. At a second-round rookie pick, absolutely pissing on the production of first-round rookie pick Quentin Johnston in two catches. I mean, two just absolutely monsters. Yeah, didn't we say that? Did we say that? You know what? Hey, listen, I've I've been taking shots at myself. I gotta I gotta pat myself on the back every once in a while. This is true, Jerry. This is this this is true because sometimes you you just set it up to where um, we have to make fun of you. So 
All right, man. Let's let's get into a little trade action. I'm pulling up a trade right now. We're going to take a break. We'll finish the last five games here in just one second. We have got a dynasty trade. Now, if you want to get a dynasty trade read on air, um, the best way to go about doing that is to send it to us by being a Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. Uh, we have he was the first one in. So every Monday or Tuesday, as I'm putting the show sheet together, I go into our patron group chat and I'm like, hey, I need trades for the show and the patron bonus show. Not only are you part of said group chat, do sure. a bonus show every week. Um, in the off season when we're not recording for the next day drop, we give the show early and ad-free, one-on-one dynasty advice. It's all five bucks a month in our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash dynasty warzone. Aaron said, here's a non-exciting trade. I shipped Jerome Ford for Elijah Moore. Jerry, what do you think about in a dynasty league? Because it doesn't matter if it's tight end, premium, or super flex. This is just a running back for a wide receiver, both Cleveland Browns. What do you think? Do you want Jerome Ford or do you want Elijah Moore? I think I can get more for Jerome Ford. So I think if I was going to be offered Elijah Moore, I think I would probably wait. Long term, I'd rather have Elijah Moore. I just think his trade value currently, because I don't think Kareem Hunt's going to, I mean, granted, he's been in the system, don't get me wrong. So he'll get some touches. But you're going to tell me that guy is NFL ready right now off the couch. I know he's been training, but Jerome Ford looked pretty damn good. So I'm guessing he is going to have another pretty big game. So I think his value is going to definitely go on the uptick. I think I could get a little bit more for him. First of all, I have no problem with this trade. Normally, I like a little context. Hey, who's contending? Who's whatever? But in this case, I'm totally fine with both sides of this. I think Jerome Ford, who is who you're going to want in point scoring season. And at some point, things are going to heat up a little bit for Cleveland. I know everybody's down on Deshaun, and he's not looked great. He has no, he not looked – he. But, but I, I've seen some flashes, and Pittsburgh's a good defense. I saw a stat the other day that like there's something like 21 and 0 at home on Monday Night Football. That's wild. I mean, dude, I mean, it's it's <laughs> it, there's That's more con, there, there's more context to the games. I mean, they they played the Bengals in the rain. He did play. He did outplay Joe Burrow in that game, and, and then to play Pittsburgh on Monday Night. I think we'll we'll get a good uh, opportunity to see that defense this weekend. They're playing Tennessee. And Tennessee's defense has looked okay, but we've seen guys like Keenan Allen light them up. We've seen um, – I'm drawing a blank on their first game, but they, they got lit up twice. Oh, it was Chris Olave and Michael Tom, Thomas had a decent game against them. So um, we'll know more this weekend, but I have no problem, especially if it's – and I will add in the context of if you are a contender getting Jerome Ford or and you're a rebuilder wanting to hold on to Elijah Mitchell, you guys probably did the right thing. So that was for our boy Aaron in our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. So what we're going to do, we're going to take one last commercial break. We're going to run one more commercial timeout. We'll go into our final five stock ups, stock downs, and we'll get you the hell out of here. Let's take a quick word from the Injury Finder app. Hey, you're in your fantasy draft and someone says, hey, that guy's injury prone. I don't want him. And you're like, "Ah, I don't know. I don't think you can predict injuries. Well, guess what? Now you can! Injury proneness is real! 
At Player Profiler, we have the data on these players, and it's all on the Injury Finder app. Their injury track record back through time, exactly where they were injured, how severe it is. We look at the BMI data, and we crunch it all together, and we give you probabilities that a player will miss multiple games this NFL season, as well as the complete database of NFL injuries and the ability to compare two players and look at their injury track record. The Injury Finder is powerful, and it's only 5 bucks. If it's worth it to have that peace of mind when you're drafting, go get it. I've always been very intrigued by the injury finder. Um, it's five bucks. It's it's like that, like the patron. It's five bucks. I don't want to minimalize five bucks, but it's like it's 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 one and a third gallons of gas here in Indianapolis where I live. So it's, you know it, what it, I what I don't want to minimize is his use of the megaphone into and a microphone, microphone and it didn't get super loud. The man is a true professional. I would have blown every single person's eardrums out had I tried that. Uh, dude, the, the pod father is the best when it comes to ad reads. I, I've, I've never seen any better. All right, let's rock out these last five games. We'll, uh, we'll get the hell out of here. Giants at the Cardinals. I mean, it's got to be stocked down Saquon Barkley. nothing against Barkley he's going to miss this coming week's game but this is it um you're always looking you you can't avoid injury in fantasy guys that's what the injury finder is all about but you know investing highly like as like your RB1 and a guy like going into year six I mean you got to be shaking like a dog shit and peach seeds on Christian McCaffrey not been the healthiest guy around it's a visual it's a Shaking like imagine a dog shitting a peach seed. If you don't know what a peach nope, seed I, looks like, it's that, big. That that dog would shake, and, and and that's what I that's what I'm saying about these guys. Is like I I I don't mind building around like a Brees Hall as my hero RB. I mentioned earlier in the show I'm going to be a hero RB guy going forward. I don't mind it being Brees Hall. I don't mind it being Jonathan Taylor. Those guys in years like you know obviously Bijan's a, a unicorn, but guys in that year one through three, one through four window. Because these guys in five, six, especially if they've got a checkered injury history like a CMC or like a Barkley, I had to go stock down Saquon Barkley, and it wasn't to piggyback the injury. The injury was the reminder that these older running backs, and then when the legs start to go, and like all of Saquon's injuries have been lower body, at some point you start to lose the burst. At some point you start to lose the speed, and then all of a sudden you lose the ability to score the fantasy points. They don't get better with age, especially on running backs. No, and, and not that there's really anyone else you want to talk about on either one of these offenses, but so even if you were lying, it would still be Saquon Barkley, but you're not lying. It's stock down Saquon. I, I did like what I see out of uh, out of Trey McBride. Why the hell are you using Dusty's 35-year-old Zach Hurts? Give those useful touches to that young man. But that would make me never, never mind. Um, Niners at the Rams. I mean, it's got to be Kyron Williams, right? He's a guy that I, I he was on a lot of my taxi squads, is all, all I'm going to say, because I liked him last year. I know he was slow. I know he was not super athletic. Now, he got hurt last year in camp and never really, quote unquote, you know, cliche alert, got his legs under him because it's funny because he had a lower body injury. But he seems to be the guy and he's going to be the guy there. And He's involved in the passing game. He's currently like your RB2 or 3 on the season. He's right there with Brian Robinson as the big breakout at the running back position. So it's got to be Kyron Williams, right? 
Uh, I mean, if we're going to ignore Puka Nakua, then yeah. But I'm actually going to take. Okay. I'm a, okay. Go I'm, I'm going to. But 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 I'm actually not. I'm going to take Tutu Atwell. Um, a Stafford has looked good, so we can talk about stock up on him too. Everybody had him left for dead. He wasn't even drafted in redraft leagues, and he's looked pretty good. Anyway, Puka Nakua scares the absolute hell out of me because he's either the second coming of Amon Ra St. Brown or he's going to be a pumpkin as soon as Cooper cup comes back. And then we just find out if they're just the products of Matthew Stafford doing what Matthew Stafford does. But Tutu Atwell, on the other hand, he's not, you know, he has still been getting targeted a ton and he's not going to be in that exact same role. So I sort of like him as a sneakier get because Puka Nakua is going to cost you a shitload right now that it's not even worth it for you to go. If you have him and you took him in the fourth round or whenever the hell you took him or you got him on the on waivers, you're happy. You're not trading for him for sure. But 2-2, sneaky and cheaper. So a cu- couple, of, couple of things. A, you, you can't overstate what Nakua has been doing. It's unbelievable. He's been doing great. And here's the thing. I don't want to diminish what my man Cooper Cup, because Cooper Cup, when we started this show six years ago, that rookie class of 2017, I was on Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup has always been a favorite, but part of me has to start to understand he's a smart football player. He's a great route runner. He works incredibly hard. But how much of this do we have to attribute? Is it 20%? Is it 30% that we have to attribute to Sean Payton and and this the scheme of the offense? And now Puka, you're right. He's gonna Yeah, I'm sorry. Thank you. But but we're gonna see Cooper Cup come back. And he is going to, you know, you know the, the the king will reclaim his throne. The time to get Puka is after Cooper's back. He's he's getting his his, his normal workload, and then all of a sudden Puka's not the new hotness, and you can swoop in the the, the back door and and, and try that's, to get him. That's why you always want to talk to your partner before you swing in the back door. But Tutu Atwell is that's why I like him because he's still got like. 200 yards in two games, but everybody's talking about Puka, so nobody cares about Tutu. And I think his role is pretty safe in that situation, even when Cooper Cup comes back. So that's why he's my little sneaky get because his value shouldn't change, or his production, excuse me, shouldn't change a ton when Cooper Cup comes back. And I, I think he might wind up causing me to not be as happy as I thought I was going to be with all of the Tyler Higby that I had. I mean, Higby's been fine. Hey, I mean, yeah, I've I've got him too, so I feel you. I mean, Higby Higby's been okay. He's not been lights out. He had a, a you know, he's right there. He's tight in nineteen. Not exactly killed it. All right, the Dolphins went to the Patriots. It's got to be stock up Hunter Henry. Yeah, we knew someone was going to be the 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 wide receiver one. What if they want Hunter Henry to be their Travis Kelsey? And so far, he's looked like it. He's the tight end two on the season, uh, only behind former Lion. Notice the word former Lion, TJ Hawkinson. Henry's been on fire, and I don't think this is going anywhere. Also, nice to see, uh, by the way, man, I, I hate being right all the time, except I don't. We talked about this in the offseason. I said when they brought in Bill O'Brien, I said that I, I, I thought that you could get poor man's version of Gronk and Aaron Hernandez out of Mike Gusecki. And Hunter Henry, what do you know? Tight end two, Hunter Henry. Tight end 12, Mike Gusecki. Uh, I'm telling you, because the wide receivers on this team are ass. So um, my, my, my my stock up, Hunter Henry. Jerry, what about you? Nope, same thing. You're not going to get an argument. It's got to be. 
I mean, another uh, another guy that was left for dead. You know, you, you got to like a tight end, a guy who's like the tight end two on his team, and, he, and he's averaging four and a half targets per game. All right, Monday nighter, let's go Saints at Panthers. You know, how about Mike Evans? Talk about like Walmart version or, or, or bargain basement version of, of Mike Evans. What about Adam Thielen, the dinker yeah. and the dunker? I mean, yeah. he's just going to be check down, check down. They're, they're going to be bad. You know, he's he wasn't fully healthy in camp. If he stays healthy, I'm not going to be shocked if we look back in a year and Adam Thielen had this weird 100-catch season. I think it's going to be good. So if if you're looking for, like, if, if you're in a deeper league and you're looking to add a guy who, like, you know, with bye weeks coming up, injuries are not done, and you're looking to add a cheap guy in a PPR league, you could probably do worse than Adam Thielen. I, I would tend to agree with you. My guy's going to be stocked down on Miles Sanders, who three weeks ago would have been a guy that I wanted on this offense. He's been gross. It's been gross and it's going to continue to be gross. So I'm going to try and match him with somebody else. And I'm going to try and get a better flex. I wanted him because he was a a cheap to acquire and I could have a solid flex there. It's just not going to play out. I'm good on that. Already selling. I am mojoing. I am selling low so I don't go bankrupt. All right. Jerry's calling the floor. Uh, My guy, uh, final game. Browns at Steelers, it's got to be stock up Jerome Ford. Yep. Um, they're going to give him the, the, the leash. And even if he just gets the quote-unquote Nick Chubb role and Kareem Hunt comes in and takes the Kareem Hunt role from last year, isn't it weird that Kareem Hunt's going to take the Kareem Hunt role? But anyhow, it, it's got to be stock up Jerome Ford. And here's the thing. I like the fact that he was ready to go. You know, he he came in, he had a couple of big runs, and really Cleveland should have won that game. And you can see, like I said, this coming week, Tennessee's a pretty good defense, but he's going to be involved. And if he's the goal line back, even more so. This is going to be a about an average offense when we look back at it at the end of the year. And I think you're going to be happy with Jerome Ford. I know you see a lot of uh, victory lappers talking about, here comes Kareem Hunt to ruin it. I think you're going to be fine. I think they Jerome got, they Ford got, is the, they, is the they one. They picked Jerome Ford and got rid of Kareem Hunt. I, I mean, uh, listen, Kareem Hunt will have a role. Don't get me wrong. No, it's stock up on Jerome Ford. I was I was happy to see him do it. I mean, this is still a dude that played at Alabama. I mean, then he transferred, went to Cincinnati, got Cincinnati to the playoff. S- let me just say that sentence one more time for you. Got the Cincinnati Bearcats to the college football playoff. Obviously he's good. You know, I mean, I was, I was working and I was behind the bar and I heard somebody say that Nick Chubb got hurt and his knee was mangled. And I was like, how did Ford do? And you know, they were casuals. So they went who? And I went the backup. How did the backup do? And they said, Oh, he's got two touchdowns or whatever he had. And I was like, that a boy. Cause I got so much Jerome Ford. Um, I'm cool holding him. I'm cool moving him. There's pretty much anything you can do because his stock is up yeah, and, it, I, and it's going to stay up. You know, I would, I would love to take a second and move yeah. Jerome Ford for a first. Uh, I'm, I don't love think he's that. the long, I don't think he's the long-term answer. I agree. But, but, but a, but a contender who wants to win is going to do weird things. Remember there, there's different True. mindset. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say you're, you're going to sweat Jerome Ford. In the offseason, in the draft, during free agency, potentially, you know, anything, anything. And if he gets hurt, 
and he's a running back. So like there's there's no stability with him. So getting out is very okay. Even if you're someone like me who has tons of him and believes in him, the, the situation is going to be a headache and you're going to have to sweat every single situation. I, I think that's a good thing to end the show on is that you have you have two seasons and it cannot be overstated enough. It cannot be the reminder cannot be driven home more. There are two seasons in Dynasty. There's point scoring season, and then there's the off season. The point scoring season, everyone gets a lot more rational, a lot more level headed, and, and they just want to win the league. They don't really care. They'll make bad trades to get points to win championships. It's the off season. It's all about fluff a duck. It's all about hey, how can I make my roster look good? How how can I impress my friends? Blah blah blah. You know, hey, you, you want to post a sexy roster on Twitter. Doesn't win a damn thing, but it looks great on paper. You know, in point scoring season, old guys, you're going to get the most value. Mike Abs- Evans. Uh, 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 Mike Evans, Adam Thielen. I was like, Adam Thielen right now, I'm telling you, if he stays healthy, because he's he's an older fella, if he stays healthy, he scored 20 PPR points this week. The same amount yeah. as Devontae Adams. I'm not saying he's Devontae Adams. But I'm saying I would love a guy that if I thought I could get as my wide receiver three or four by week fill-in, I thought there was a shot he's going to give me 10 to 20 points in a given week. That's a steal. That's a, that's steal. a steal for what could be a third. So that's where we do this stock up, stock down. Big shout out to Dallas. Big shout out to Dr. Kyle jumping on, doing segments for us. Remember, you know, get, get rid of Nick Chubb. Sorry, but you know, wait, you know, hope springs eternal, wait until the spring, you know, he's had a couple of surgeries because he's going to require two, and Ben Sanat, go check him out on the Mojo app. Jerry, good to have you back in the chair. It is good to be back. Uh, Also, shout out to Kevin behind the glass doing what he does, absolutely. Producer Kevin, pushing all the buttons, twisting all the dobs and uh, dials, knobs and, pause, Listen, you're, you're good at talking about dog shit and <laughs> peach seeds, but the rest of it. Flatter and a plate of piss. All right, we'll get out of here. Thank you all for listening. Uh, on behalf of my man, Jerry, the man of the hour, the man with the power, follow him at DWZ. Uh, our producer, Kevin, at Smicky with a couple of Ys, and of course, at DWZ Memphis. And remember, here at the Dynasty War Zone, we're just trying to make the place a better world. For fantasy football, we'll be back here next week with more Dynasty Stock Up and Stock Down. Thanks, guys. Have a great week. Hey, I want to take a moment to thank you for tuning in. It's important to me that all of our media be free. This is only possible because of you allowing a true independent sports media enterprise to thrive unlike any other in the business. So please subscribe to the All In Package to continue to make all this possible to ensure that all of our stats, information, data, content is available to you, especially you, the people that get the site and get the show. Hey, fellow Warzone listeners. My name is Zach Camps. Uh, if I'm not golfing or slinging my hands in Monster, I'm usually thinking about Dynasty Fantasy Football. A couple months back, I joined the Patreon just to take my Dynasty passion to the next level. And I'll tell you what. Well, let's just say there's writer downers for days in the Patreon. The member, you get access to the bonus pod where the guys take the filter off and talk about a wide variety of topics that maybe they won't cover on the normal show. You also get access to Memphis and Jerry for one-on-one advice, personal dynasty dilemmas. They'll tackle them for you, help you out with it. You just don't get that anywhere else. But I'd say 
my favorite part about the depth of patreon is the uh the group chat tell you what these guys are some excellent minds tons of fun the fire in there is amazing great platform to post trade questions debate rookie values share insight interact with some cool people from across the globe you know shout out to those guys in australia they're blowing my phone up all the time you know the best part is there's no twitter trolls or facebook trolls arguing about stuff they don't know anything about so uh, if you want to enjoy your dynasty experience even more win those championships pause the podcast right now sign up and you can thank me later in the group chat when we add up all those inches that's gonna make the fucking difference between winning and losing a game yesterday and if we win one today that's two in a row we win one tomorrow that's called a winning streak